I know there's only two of us, but you want to do the claps? Yeah, sure. Three, two, one. What's up, pals? Thanks for tuning in. It's Super Nerd Pals, episode 121? 22! Oh my god. Wait. <laughs> What's up, pals? Thanks for tuning in. This is Super Nerd Pals, episode 122. First time's a charm. Yeah, yeah. It was totally... Stan totally nailed it. No, no post-production day. One and one done. Hole in one. Oh. I'm Stan Gaderski. And I'm Chris Sampson. No one else is here. It's just us. It's just us. Skeleton crew. It's okay. We can totally fill an hour, an hour and a half, two hours. You know, we could probably do like a marathon three-hour podcast show. And... I don't want to do that. But Stan, how are you? Tired. Tired. How are you? Um, uh, really pretty good. I actually don't have jet lag anymore. Because, I, I mean, I know my sleep schedule is kind of weird as it is already, but... Um, I've been sleeping more this past week than I ever have in general, and I feel great. So, sleep does wonders. Even though I wish it didn't have to sleep, I really do feel better. And uh, other than that, Chris, sleep is very powerful, and everybody needs it. I know. Like me, usually I get pretty good sleep, but last night was just not happening for me. Yeah, the doges, the doges were keeping you up. Oh, my, my dogs, my children. You're gonna be a good dad one day, Stan. I'm just saying. I'm already a good dad, Chris. Yeah. I mean, like, well, I mean, you're, I mean, yes, your your dog or your children, but when you have actual human children, you know, you're still gonna be a great. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate it. All right, you want to do this podcast? Yeah, let's do this podcast. So, let's news. move into the news flash, the news bus. Uh, Hadouken. Tiger. <laughs> tiger uppercut. So it's not the newsflash if we don't have our usual segment of Overwatch Watch 2017. So uh, in two days, so by the time this episode comes out, uh, the new or the return of the summer event or summer game events uh, for Overwatch are already be live. So it's going to be coming out on August 8th. Uh, so if you missed out on all those sweet skins from last year... Uh, Now's the chance to get them again. Um, uh, Lucio Ball, uh, the, the the special game mode, is coming back. I think there's going to be some slight rules, tweaks to it. Maybe they'll make it good. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't really play Lucio Ball uh, at all, so I don't mm-hmm. know. wasn't worth playing. No, no. But we also have a new stadium, so Sydney, which is really cool. Um, I really like that. I love Sydney, Australia. Or actually, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's Sydney, Australia, or just another random city called Sydney. Who knows? Uh, last year's was Rio, so I guess it's based on real life geography. But who knows? Uh, anyway, we're still we're still getting a new stage. Um, you're also getting a competitive ranked mode for Lucio Ball. Uh, a bunch of new cosmetics as well as uh, skins and sprays and emotes from last year. That you missed out. Um, that American McCree? Yeah, that American McCree. Um, last year, actually, this this surprised me. I didn't know about this last year. Uh, but Blizzard wouldn't let players purchase cosmetics with credits back then. 
So I'm pretty sure we complained about it last year. Yeah. This this time last year. Yeah, they heard us. Blizzard, you're doing good. Listen to your players. Um, Also, uh, Summer Games 2016 content will be on sale at a reduced cost. So the the 2017 games cosmetic items uh, are as follows: so legendary skins cost three thousand, epic skins are seven fifty, rare tier is two twenty five, and common is seventy five. And last year's cosmetics will cost a thousand for legendary, two fifty for epic, and seventy five for rare. So that's pretty cool. There it has a price slash. Uh, the event will run from August eighth to the 29th. Uh, for all consoles and PC. So. How do you feel about them recycling events? I I think it'd be cool. I think I, I like it. I mean, I, there's some. I don't know. I love Overwatch, uh, but I just don't have a lot of time to play. It's 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 really depressing. It's kind of sporadic when I play. Um, Same. So I I think this was. Oh, it was that that one stretch of time where you could get the Super Sentai Genji and a whole bunch of other... I forget what the name of the, the event was at the moment. I'm sorry. I'm failing. Uh, but I literally only played like the last weekend of that event. So I really missed out a lot. So I really I really appreciate the fact that the repeat events are happening so I could pick up whatever stuff that I missed out last year. So I, I think it's a good, smart move. I think it's fine. It's like Team Fortress. Every year they have the Halloween event and stuff, so... Why not? Eh, why not? Occasionally throw in, like, a, a brand new one, but I don't see why you would yeah. fix what isn't broken, you know? Exactly. And, you know, I'm sure that there's always new Overwatch players coming in every single day or week. Uh, so if they missed out, now they can hop in on the action. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Uh, but, yeah, that's, so Overwatch Watch 2017. And um, uh, so this happens on the 8th, so Tuesday... And if you want to play a game with us, uh, let us know. All right, so that's it for Overwatch. Next on the list, Stan. So this is very exciting, and I wish Andy would watch JoJo so he could... So we've been trying to get Andy to watch JoJo for like... Ryan also. Yeah. We both need to watch JoJo. Guys, please watch JoJo. It's so beautiful. It's so amazing. So this past Friday, the 4th, the live-action JoJo Bizarre Adventure Diamond is Unbreakable movie released in Japan. There's no news yet on when or if the movie will be playing in the U.S. or, or <sighs> anywhere else. Funimation, you dropped the ball. I know you don't. I, I know you're not responsible for it, but you dropped the ball. You should have licensed it and played it in U.S. theaters. As a, as a simultaneous release, so I'm really sad. Crunchyroll throw subtitles on that shit and give it to us. Yes, yes. Araki Sensei, David Productions, you know, use your stando ore no power stuff and just just use it. Oh, that's a baseball. Yeah. <laughs> that's just gonna be what I say every time you yes. you pull out some Japanese. Yes. Holy shit! Oh my god! Hell to you! Anyway, uh, the movie came out uh, on Friday, and um, I know we talked about it uh, a few times in, th- in the podcast, uh, just to update whenever like new uh, character shots or new new uh, or just new reveals or new trailers that came out. And uh, in general, I really really 
lo- I was really looking looking forward to this. Um, everything was great, and apparently a lot of Japan agree. I mean, live action movies, like we said before, especially anime ad- adaptations, they run on the spectrum. Um, you know, back in the day, or back in like, was it twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen? I don't know. The Attack of Titan live action movies came out, and this I'm like this is very very adamant on the podcast record. I hated it. It was horrible. Uh, I know a lot of people were looking forward to that, um, but a lot of a lot of uh, J- Japanese social media they were really really surprised and really they had really positive reception for the Diamonds Unbreakable movie. Uh, in particular, uh, there's a quite about a lot of people who were really impressed by the stand the stand fights. So that's really that's really encouraging. That's so I need to see this movie. Part. Stan, you need to see this movie. Yeah. How, how do you feel about it? <clears throat> I really want to see it. I mean. That's why I binged Diamond is Unbreakable so hard to try to get to the end because I wanted to, I wanted to be able to actually appreciate all the preview stuff that was happening with the live action movie and mm. I just really want to see it. Diamond Diamond was great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of story, um, I'm trying to keep myself kind of blind, but from the trailers, it looks like it's um, um, I feel like a logical ending would be. Uh, like the pursuit of Red Hot Chili Pepper, um, and then and then tease like just splicing Kira here and there to see him like yeah. at a uh, at a coffee shop or going to that sandwich shop or something or or just tease a post credit scene where he's like holding a woman's arm and it pans out and the arm's not attached to anything else that'd be really messed up and cool. But uh I need we need stand. We need to see this movie now. We just just go to Japan. We, we just hop on a plane to Japan right now. Yes. So if you're a JoJo fan, I mean, I mean, listen, they got the Rurouni Kenshin movies yeah. live action here. You can watch them like exactly. on Funimation or yeah. Whatever. Actually, it's really cool. Um, here here in DC, the Japanese embassy, uh, they're playing all the Kenshin movies. Uh, they 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 like to do a lot of these uh. Uh, what's it called? Animazing events, or that's what they're called, and they screen movies and and uh, shows sometimes, and they're they're rescreening the Kenji movies at the moment. So I missed the first two, uh, but later this month they're screening the third movie, and I cannot I cannot recommend the Ke- the live action Kenji movies enough. So so Japan Japan can do great things with live action, and and you know JoJo is. Um, joining that, that, uh, I, I, I mean, I, I understand why they chose the most recent one, but I still really, really hope they go back and do like the first three arcs or parts because I, I want to see who they pick for George, for, uh, for Dio. I want to see Jonathan. I want to see old man Jonathan, young, and young Jonathan. Uh, I need, I need it all. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe should play one of, <laughs> Willem Dafoe is Dio. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so hopefully hopefully somebody licenses and distributes the JoJo movie here because uh, this year was... Oh, well, the movie was supposed to coincide with the... Is it the 30th or 35th anniversary? I think it's the 30th anniversary of JoJo. Um, so the U.S. should celebrate that too. Just saying. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, to Stan, if you could play any character in the live action adaptation of any part, who would you play? 
Oh, jeez. Um, I think Polnareff. Polnareff, yes! That would be, <laughs> if I had to like, just choose one, it would be him because I feel like his personality is closest to mine. He's always looking for a bathroom and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and he's always like saying some weird shit. Yo, so. I, 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 yo, I'm gonna for your. He's got for, that good hair. That good ass hair. Yo, you, you got you gotta work on your your core for that crazy ridiculous pose he did, and you know what I'm talking about. Which yeah, like, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> he's like he's like leaning on one right on his left leg and in this pseudo crouching stance, and then he's he's like contorting his back like 180 degrees or more than that, and he's still keeping himself up. And I don't know how. He, Physics. Actually, there's a really cool image on Twitter where someone actually pulled it off, and everyone's mind blew. It was it was great. Um, I don't know who I want to be. Um, I love Abdul. Abdul be awesome. I really like uh, what's his name? Ah, oh, no, I forget his name. Oh, that's right. Uh, I really really love to be Okuyasu because he's just so he's just mm. so over the top, and and I mean everyone's over the top, but he's just. He's just dumb but lovable, and he's really loud, and I'm I'm really loud, so <laughs> I got all the qualifications. Anyway, so Stan, JoJo, we'll see it, and we'll update everyone on it eventually. Yeah, yeah. Please bring it here. Mm-hmm. All right. So finally, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds uh, released its first-person uh, only mode uh, earlier this week. Uh, I actually haven't had a chance to try it out. Stan, did you try it out? No, not yet. Okay. <clears throat> seems too intimidating, honestly. It's yeah. It seems like under uh, battlegrounds is intense enough as a wit as it is, but when you're in first person mode, I imagine it's just way more brutal. Um, uh, because with the third person view and battlegrounds, you can use it in a way to like do some recon. Like you can, you can see pretty far ahead of you and somewhat around you, and when you're when you're in first person mode, I feel like the range of your vision's a lot shorter, and I don't know. I think I think it just way, amps up the ante so much. Uh, so I would like to try it out, um, but since I'm since I'm such a nub, I feel like I'll die, like in the first two seconds every time I try. So I don't yeah, know. third person mode's hard enough. I think you know it'd be it's it's probably be nice to try out at least once to see what it's like, but I'd probably be sticking to third person when i play yeah we'll see what happens um i would love to try it out just to see it but i feel like in general i'll be more third person than anything like the classic vanilla speaking of uh player unknown's battlegrounds i want to pit or set a shout out to a really cool uh podcast i've been listening to um so if you if you're if you're an active member on the Facebook group, so facebook.com slash group slash super nerd pals, uh, in the past, uh, members, including myself, have posted uh, really cool videos uh, by Rocket Jump. Uh, Rocket Jump is a special effects YouTube, uh, super dirty YouTube channel that really uh, that creates a lot of cool content, um, like Freddie Wong, um, uh, Will Campos, uh, Matt Arnold. And they, they they started this new podcast uh, called Story Break, where they take an IP, and it's basically a writer's room of how they try to break down the movie and create a film or a TV property around it. So they've done really interesting mo- or IPs like Kellogg's Cereal, 
or Settlers of Catan. So the most recent episode is they're trying to adapt uh, Player Underground's or Player Unknown's Battlegrounds as a movie. And I know you you know they're very well where uh, they're re- they're really well aware that you know Battle Royale's a thing and uh, Hunger Games is a thing. Uh, but they really they created this really really funny interesting story out of Battlegrounds. Um, so. Uh, I would highly recommend you check that out and check out the rest of the episode. So that's Story Break by the guys at Rocket Jump. And and I think that's pretty much the news. Cool. So, uh, Stan, uh, so you happily showed us a couple days ago something that arrived in the mail. Uh, what was it? So I received Super Hot, super hot the card game. Super Hot. <laughs> super Hot. I, um, I backed it on Kickstarter, so I got it about a week ago in the mail um haven't had too much time to play with it so i'm just gonna give you my initial impressions on it i played i played uh, a few rounds but um it's one to it's one to three players uh but it's i feel mostly built for solo play and so anything that's over so like two players or three players that's sort of like ancillary modes those are like additional like there's a co-op mode, there's a 2v1, there's a 1v1, but I think the the core experience is solo. So it's kind of like playing solitaire with bullets, more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's, it's kind of complicated, the rule set, um, and I think that might be just my problem, because I don't play a lot of um, tabletop games. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm used to, like, you know, playing Monopoly and like life mm. and shit like that. So like anything new is kind of a learning curve for me. But so is this your first deck building game? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, okay. Yeah, I've never played any of these before. So okay. it's like, it took me quite a bit. Actually, Ryan came over and we were both sort of like trying to pour over these cards and figure out like what the fuck any of them meant. Mm. So, so um, you know what we should do? We should bring back Simon. Bring back Simon Krukowski. Uh, we had him on for our super hot episode. S and P one hundred seven. Check it out. Yeah, we should. Li- you should go back and listen to that one. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, so um, give it a listen, and maybe we should uh, try to get him on the show again. Maybe play a game via tr- uh, Twitch or I-, I don't know how we play it over online. Maybe like tabletop simulator. Who knows? Like we'll uh, figure- over overhead, like camera, like pointed down at the deck of cards or something. Yeah, but we'll figure it out. Anyway, continue. Uh, yeah, so it comes with twelve bullet cards, twenty seven obstacle cards, twenty five gold cards. Eight player one cards and eight player two cards, um, along with a help card, system card, some tokens, etc. Um, it's meant to emulate sort of the way the actual video game plays. So time only moves when when you play your cards. Um, when you start, the player cards are only dodges and punches, which is how you basically start every every uh, level of Super Hot with just your bare hands, and you have to like kind of obtain weapons as you go. Um, a lot of the cards are played face up. The um, the decks are also face up. So the obstacle cards are made up of enemies, weapons, plate like locations like pillar or table and like objects. So like pliers or briefcases, etc. And so those are your obstacle cards. You lay those out in a row, like six card row that represents the obstacles in the room with you. And then the rest of the deck is face up. So you can see what's coming next, but you can't act on what's coming next. And so that's meant to emulate 
when you play the actual video game because there, there's all these things around you that you could see, and then there's usually something in the distance. And, but, you know, time time is paused, so you can't really do anything yet on those faraway objects or whatever. Um, and then so you, you draw four cards, and those are going to be either punches or, or um, dodges. And you have to, like, spend these resources on each card to, to either destroy or incapacitate or bypass the cards in the row. And, um, and you're, you're constantly cycling these cards. And there's um, 25 or, yeah, 25 gold cards. And in order to beat a level of the card game, you have to draw one of these mission cards and it'll give you what your goals are. So that could be anything from destroy all six obstacles on the row or destroy six bullets or whatever. And so um, it the your goals for each level that you play the game are always different. So you're not always doing the same thing. So it could it's, it's like highly variable and it requires a lot of strategy to sort of finish because it could be something as easy as ha- like survive one round or it's something like have each type of card in your hand or have x number of bullets in your hand or have a bullet on the discard pile or whatever so it's it's completely different depending on what you're playing and each each game consists of three levels and so level one you only draw one mission card level two you'll draw two and then level three there's gonna be three so you're you're a, a game of super hot can go anywhere from like 20 minutes to 40 minutes by yourself um so let me find let me find one of these mission cards and i'll read yeah so one of them is like destroy six flying bullets so you can't you have to keep playing the cards and surviving each round until you can destroy all six bullets and usually that requires you using a katana card which is the only way that you can destroy a flying bullet is with the Gintana, just like the game. Um, have two bullets in your hand, have three bullets on the line, destroy five locations, um, heal a bullet from your hand twice. So one of the one of the ways you could lose is, I think maybe the only way you can lose is if you have too many bullets in your hand because it simulates you being shot. So if you have like four bullets in your hand at the same time, you lose automatically. So it's it's a really interesting game. It's it's got a bit of a learning curve, especially if you've never played a deck building game before. But it's surprising. It's surprising in how well it sort of adapts the language of the super hot game into something that you're playing by yourself with cards. And I actually I really appreciate the fact that it's um, designed for solo play because I feel like there's almost no tabletop games that allow you to play by yourself i could be wrong um there's tabletop gaming has exploded a lot so um there so deck building games like 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 super hot there's quite a handful of them that are flexible so you can play by yourself but also allow multiplayer play like i can uh name you one example as sitting right next to me Uh, i think i talked about it before it's uh it's called uh japanese the game, which is basically, it's also a similar uh, deck building game where you. Use, oh yeah, I yeah. I remember you talking about this in the yeah. podcast, but yeah, continue. Oh yeah, so like for those who who missed uh, out on, it's a deck building game where you have um, Japanese words, vocabulary, and 
you draw cards and you build you build lines or you build sentences around the cards that you draw. Uh, and you can play it by yourself. Uh, you can play it with friends. I think, if I remember correctly, it's up to four people or six people. So that's pretty cool. Um, so it's a great way to learn a language. Uh, they have Japanese and Mandarin. And um, they're also coming out with like fictional language ones. Uh, so I think Klingon is one of them. Um, I think there's some Game of Thrones one. I think they're trying to work on Dothraki. Or, or elvish or something so that's pretty cool uh so yeah th th those are just two examples um uh, for me like i i'm kind of the same boat as stan like i since i work in the tabletop game game community like i know about them but i haven't played a lot of deck building games except for like Jap japanese the game and and hopefully super hot soon um but yeah if you have any other deck building games or uh, that you want to uh, mention, uh, tweet at us, message us, uh, and uh, recommend any to us. All in all, it's pretty cool. I like it. Um, I don't have a lot of experience with other games like this, so my only experience playing a solo game is Solitaire. So, so it's <laughs> nice to have this alternative. Um, Super Hot the Card Game, it's published by Board and Dice. It's developed by the Super Hot team, Manuel Correa. I hope I spelled that right. I'll put it in the show notes, mm -hmm. but it's available. It's a lot of fun, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get some two player, maybe even some three player games together at some point, and I'll give my final verdict. But so far, it's pretty interesting, and and it makes it, I feel like I want to go back and play more of it, which is you know, it's a, it's more of a commitment than just throwing on a video game, you know, mm -hmm. putting out all the cards and like shoveling them. So I think that's a good sign. Yeah. And who knows when I move to New York City, but you and Ryan and Andy can all play together and maybe make a video out yeah, of that's it. That's true. Maybe I'll bring it to our summit this, this October. That'll be dope. Yes. So yeah. Just lay it out on the, lay it on the table. Hell yeah. Play yeah, it right that'd there. That'd be awesome. Please do it. That'd be great. Yeah, I'll bring it. Well, awesome. Thank you for that review. And again, I would really love to get Simon back on the show and to... Uh, you know, try to play a game with him. That'd be awesome. I'm sure he'd be willing to come back. Mm -hmm. He's a pretty cool dude. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, a super hot card game. Check it out. It's super hot. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll go leave now. I'm sorry, Stan. This is fine. Cool. Well, thank you so much again. All right, so you want to go into comic book pulls? Sure. Uh, so for the pulls this week, we have one piece of news. And that piece of news is that Tokyo Pop is uh, creating a Nightmare Before Christmas sequel comic, which cool, right? It's called mm -hmm. Nightmare Before Christmas Zero's Journey. Um, it follows uh, Jack skeleting his dog, and he gets lost in Christmas Town. So it's created by DJ Milky, which is a, which is a great name. Mm -hmm. um, he writes the book. Um, it's illustrated by Studio Dice. Which did the ma the the manga adaptation of Disney's Beauty and the Beast? Um, it's coming out next year in spring, and it's interesting that they're releasing it as uh, single issues that are full that are full color, um, and then later on they're gonna collect them into a full color edition and then also a pocket sized manga edition. So it's gonna it's gonna come out as single issues and they're gonna collect them and it's. 
interesting because I don't think the last time I saw them, I saw anybody publish like single issues of like a manga was in the nineties when they did like the Pokemon adventures and the Dragon Ball Z comics. Mm. So I think it'll be cool to collect them as single issues rather, rather than the actual volumes for me anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm, and I love Nightmare for Christmas. It's my favorite uh, Halloween and Christmas movie. So. Yeah, watch it twice a year. Yeah, right. And um, yeah, I'm interested to see what what this is about. There's um, they also adapted the actual Nightmare Before Christmas like film into a manga, and I was like looking at that a few weeks ago, and it, and it looks good. So I'm I'm, you know, looking forward to more of that. Is that also Tokyo Pop, or is that someone else? Yeah, the Nightmare Before Christmas manga is is published by Tokyo Pop, so they're. This the same people doing the sequel, which okay. is good. Cool. Yep. Uh, so you know, Disney's been. Diamond Before Christmas is does belong to Disney, right? Yeah. Okay. So do you think you ever? I mean, Disney's going through all the live action treatments of Beauty and the Beast and uh, Tarzan and Mulan's coming out. Do you ever think they're going to do a live action Nightmare Before Christmas? And what are your feelings on that? That would be very weird. I think. <laughs> I think because of the fact that it's like stop motion mm-hmm. uh, makes me want to not see it in live action because I feel like you wouldn't be able to emulate that sort of uncanny slightly creepiness of like dolls moving around or it's just speed. mocap everywhere just all mocap yeah. yeah I just feel like it's the fact that it's what did I just call it Chris uh, what is what is that animation style uh, stop motion yeah okay yeah. sorry I'm cutting, <laughs> I'm cutting that out <laughs> The fact that it's stop motion already makes it feel like live action to me because they're, you know, it is kind of live action. It's not really, but it's not people, but like, you know, yeah. I don't know. I get, I, I get I, what you're saying. I would, I would watch it, I think, because I, I really like the movie, but I just don't know if it would ha- evoke the same sort of stuff as the actual stop motion movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, then again, Tim Burton is like, has done uh, Edward Scissorhands and Charlie and Chocolate Factory. So I feel like the aesthetic would be on point, especially if they got Tim Burton to direct it. Mm-hmm. As long as you don't have Johnny Depp anywhere near the, the, the but, movie. But it's Tim Burton we're talking about. <laughs> you know you know Johnny Depp's going to show up Shh. somewhere. I, I, I would throw this movie in the trash if Johnny Depp, if John Depp was Jack Skellington. Mm. No. Who would you play... Or who would you cast as, as Jack Skellington? Um, I don't know, Matt Smith. Matt Smith, okay, <laughs> I can see that. He's cool. like gangly, you know. Yeah, fine. David Tennant throwing some more Doctor Who, who love. He's my choice. He can be, no, David Tennant could be um, Oogie Boogie. <gasps> yes. Okay. Okay. He can cool. do a good villain. Yeah, that'd be great. No Willem Dafoe. For Oogie Boogie? Mm. He can oh. play all three of the, the children. Oh, <laughs> yes. Was it uh, Lock, Shock, and Barrel? Yeah, yeah, he can play all three of them. Yes, okay. <laughs> can Go you on. imagine, can you imagine, like, in sync, Willem Dafoe voice three times over singing, like, Kidnap the Sandy Claus? <laughs> that would be amazing. And then... And, like they did for uh for Logan a huge Jackman where he's like doing like ARG or voiceover he just just threw up a camera uh, in front of Defoe just singing 
kidnap Mr. Santa Claus. Oh, done. I can't think of anything that would give me nightmares faster. <laughs> the, the, the movie and Tim Burton and Defoe, they did their jobs right. I love it. Okay, cool. Well, um, yeah, so spring, spring 2018, uh, Night Before Christmas, Zero's Journey. Um, that's going to be coming out uh, in single issues, and I'm really excited for this too. Yeah. I'm sure we'll talk about it when it comes out. Mm-hmm. But it's a cool piece of news. Excellent. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sorry, Stan. I don't have any actual pulls this week. I'm a failure. But you got That's pulls. Fine. I didn't have any last week, so it's nice to have a couple this week. Um, mm-hmm. All New Wolverine 23 is coming out. Um, this current arc is pretty cool because Wolverine's in space and she's teaming up with the Guardians of the Galaxy. What? And they're That's they're awesome. fighting they're fighting evil space monsters. So mm-hmm. it's it's a pretty good time. Uh, Squirrel Girl 23. They are currently in the Savage Land arc, so Squirrel Girl and Cole are potentially fighting dinosaurs in the Savage Land, so that's also pretty are cool. Are they fighting, uh, what's his name, Pterodon or Sauron? No, Sauron, that's his name. I'm actually an issue behind. Oh, okay. So I haven't, I haven't started reading the Savage Land arc, but I'm excited to read it, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Generations Phoenix and, Phoenix and Jean Grey, number one, is coming out. I'm interested in this but i'm not 499 interested in this which is what marvel really wants you to pay to have the generations one shots so wait so what's what exactly are the generations one shot is it just like an origin story of like each character or it's a current hero interacting with a hero from the marvel legacy so it's it's literally um, all new X Men, Jean Grey, like you know the young Jean Grey from yeah. right now, mm-hmm. interacting with Phoenix, the adult Jean Grey from from the past. Okay. So she she goes back in time and and meets her adult possessed Phoenix Force self. Mm-hmm. Um, they I think last week was um, Incredible Hulk and Amadeus Cho Hulk. Okay. So it's they're setting up for. Marvel Legacy, whatever the hell it's called. Okay. Um, but you know it, they're fucking four ninety nine per. Mm-hmm. Like, who's gonna? <laughs> I'm sure somebody's paying for. It. That's why they keep doing it at those prices. But, mm-hmm. um, Chris, remember DC Rebirth? Yeah. Remember how Rebirth was two dollars and ninety nine cents? I know that was so great. I remember how all those Rebirth specials were two ninety nine before. And, and Rebirth was written really, really well too. So that's just icing on the cake. Yeah. So. so. I feel like this is Marvel doing what DC is doing with their movies. They just saw what was <laughs> successful, and they're like, us too, please. And then and then now Marvel saw DC Rebirth, and they was like, hey, let's do the same thing, except let's jack up the prices on everything. Because someone needs to pay for Thanos in Infinity War. So. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to pay Josh Brolin's contract. Basically. Um, yeah, well, I think I re- – I, I mean, the concept of Generations – it sounds really interesting. Um, yeah. I don't actually remember if Robbie Reyes has or Ghost Rider has met Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider. I mean, they they did that in Agents of Shield, which was real was an interesting uh, twist on the lore. Um, in the it was like one of the first appearances. Uh, yeah, it was the first appearance in Agents of Shield uh, where Robbie Robbie gets his car accident um, and he's about to die. And then this other figure comes over and like bestow, bestows on them the power of the the spirit of vengeance and the power of Ghost Rider, and it pans up and it's uh, 
Johnny Blaze goes riding like all like the classic um, spiked leather jackets. He's riding on the motorcycle, uh, flaming skull. Uh, so that was pretty interesting. So I would love to see uh, the two of them together. I mean, I guess technically they already did with uh, Ghost Racers, uh, but that was like Ghost Riders of every generation. But um, who knows? I'm a, actually, I, I just want I just want Robbie and Johnny Blaze to like fight fight. I don't know, Mistopheles together. That'd be that'd be cool. Did you see the um the the stuff they put out for Avengers One Million BC or whatever? No, I have not. What what did that? <laughs> what happened? So, the the actual, I think it's part of like I think it's part of the legacy uh issue like Legacy One or whatever. But um, it's the event. It's the earliest incarnation of the Avengers. So okay. Thor is actually Odin. Um, there's a prime. A prehistoric Black Panther, uh, somebody possessed by the Phoenix Force, and there's a Ghost Rider, but it's a Ghost Rider who is riding on top of a flaming mammoth. What? <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. Yeah, so okay. That's the like original Spirit of Vengeance is like this dude, this like Skull Man on top of a mammoth. Yo, that is awesome. Like, okay, so I know, I know, like, my other favorite off-the-wall Ghost Rider was this giant flaming T-Rex riding an F-22 Raptor, but, like, a flaming woolly mammoth, a caveman Ghost Rider, that sounds dope. I, I approve. Yeah, so, I think Marvel's doing some interesting stuff with the legacy and the generation and stuff. I just wish it wasn't so goddamn expensive. Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah. it's, it just leaves, like, a bad taste in my mouth. I mean, it's still, I don't know. It's weird. I mean, it's still a business at the end. and Right, but, like, look I, at DC. I just, uh, look I at DC. Like, DC, they, yes, their pricing is going back to, like, the normal state, but for so long they put out these books at two ninety nine, and it was great. And people, all kinds of people were jumping in and buying DC books, and DC was doing super well during Rebirth, and Rebirth was really good. It, I feel like if you put out... A quality product, people are gonna buy it, right? But like, if you put it at a reasonable price, more people are going to buy it. Mm-hmm. You know, except if it's gonna be Dark Knight Three, in which case, <laughs> eighty nine ninety nine for six dollar a regular issue. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Is that even done yet? Did they finish I don't that? Know. I, 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 I'm still seeing like releases for it. It's like this came out or this started to be released last year. And I, I don't remember it being on hiatus. I, I feel like it was, but uh, I don't Did know. you hear that Frank Miller is doing Superman Year One? Oh, I did. Yeah, uh, I was listening to Kevin Smith on uh, Fat Man and Batman for like San Diego Comic-Con news or something related to that. Um, that sounds interesting. No, uh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> As a big Superman fan, no thanks. No, okay. I don't think Miller does good with superman mm. he does good with a version of superman like mm. batman's version of superman where he thinks superman's like this asshole boy scout but like <laughs> that's not like actual superman so a, i feel like an actual if he's, government dog yeah i feel like he's gonna obviously there's no concrete details about it but i feel like he's gonna do the frank miller batman superman year one kind of thing mm. but whatever I mean, who knows? It might be a sleeper hit. But, I think Dark Knight Returns is great. Yeah. That's about it. That's the best Superman <laughs> that he's done. 
That's not even a good Superman. I'm just that's, saying, like, in general, like, okay. his, his, the yeah. things that he's created, that yeah. that's probably... Like, he makes a good villain Superman. He doesn't make a good, like, essential Superman. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, him doing a year one is a little strange. It might be interesting if he's doing his version of year one to see, like, sort of that origin of that version of Superman, but... You know, I don't want I don't want it to be like a definitive Superman origin because mm. I don't think that'll be that Sir, good. Stay, I think you're a lot more well versed in Superman comics than I am. What what comic run or or one shot or whatever uh, is your quintessential origin of the Superman story? Okay, if you want the best year one Superman story, it's definitely Superman for all seasons. Okay, um, it's. By Tim Sale and Jeff Loeb, you know the people who did the Long Halloween, mm-hmm. Spider-Man Blue, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's really good. It it's called for all seasons because it goes through literally every season of the year. And Superman's are like going from Kansas to Metropolis and becoming Superman and first meeting Lex Luthor. And the art's really great because it's Tim Sale. And the writing's really great because it's Jeff Loeb. And it's a very good. Superman, probably my favorite Superman origin, and then there's also um, Superman American Alien. Yes, I was about to mention that. It's so good. That's also a really good origin for Superman. Um, but yeah, if I if I only had to recommend one, it's definitely for all seasons. Mm-hmm. Definitely check that one out. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, I will recommend um, American Alien because. That, that too. Yeah. That's a, that's a good modern yeah. version of it. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's the pull list. That's the pull list. Thank you, Stan. Um, so, speaking of all these superhero stuff, um, I'm going to move into the next topic of a recent superhero-themed anime that's coming out. Uh, it's currently in the summer, summer cast season. Um, it started premiering in July. It's really, um, it's not that far into it. It's only on episode three at the moment. It releases every Saturday at the, at one thirty Eastern time. So this is an anime, um, uh, written by and produced by Stan Lee, and it's called The Reflection. And I, 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 I try to uh, like I really really enjoy this. I I try to check out any superhero themed anime. That's out there. Uh, there's some I missed out, um, but in general, like you know, One Punch Man and My Hero Academia and Samurai Flamenco, uh, Tiger and Bunny. Uh, these are all great superhero theme shows. Uh, so the reflection, um, it's really interesting. This was announced. Uh, I think. Avengers Disc Wars. <laughs> yes, Avengers Disc Wars. You got yes, yes. Um, so this was announced uh, earlier in. March, I believe, um, and it's just premiering now. It's really interesting and really cool. Uh, so the the premise it reminds me a bit of like, um, have you seen the, the BBC show uh, Misfits? No. Okay, so Misfits is a, a really really awesome British superhero show where there's mysterious storm cloud passes over uh, London. And everyone who's struck by lightning uh, gets these crazy uh, superpowers. Misfits was particularly unique in that the powers were 
based on their personalities. So you had someone like you had this guy named Simon who was really uh, meek and shy and felt and visible around uh, in everyday life. So his power is literally he can like 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 not only make himself invisible, but no one can like actually like like feel him, touch him, like smell him. Um, you had uh, this one track runner who lives in the past because of uh, like he he was like a tr- uh, like a track star and he was ready to be famous and uh, participate in like the Olympics and he messed it up on a stupid drug charge so his power is to rewind time um, so similar to that uh, in the reflection three years ago. Um, this cosmic superstorm strikes the earth and, uh, like this mysterious black cloud and these weird green bolts of light strike people. Um, so the people who generally get struck by the smoke, they mutate into like these creatures with superhuman abilities. So like this, uh, like this one guy turns into uh, a bat-like creature and can fly. Uh, another one turns into like a human toad, um, and then people are struck by the light. Uh, they don't mutate, but they still also gain superpowers. And so three, so on the third anniversary of oh, also people who are struck by both the smoke and the lightning, uh, they they died. So all, tons of people died around the world. And on the third anniversary of this attack, or of this weird cosmic event. Uh, in New York City, uh, a league of evil villains um, attacks the the anniversary uh, like ceremony, um, and a whole bunch of heroes shows up, and it follows the exploits of this uh, young girl who look basically she looks like Mary Jane, and she has Peter Parker's job. She's like a journalist and a photographer, mm-hmm. um, but with teleportation powers. And she's trying to investigate uh, the string of vi- villains and the mystery behind uh, the reflection and why the reflected these are people who gain superpowers as from this event, why they exist. She teams up with this guy named uh, Xon, who looks like a, a Tokusatsu version of Cyclops, like you know that co- like Cyclops cop shit or Cyclops costume where the the letter X makes up his visor. So you have yeah. this guy with a similar mask, and um, but his power set, he, he can throw uh, these red energy whips, so he swings around like Spider-Man, but he's also like Rogue, where he or like Peter Petrelli from Heroes, he can absorb and use other people's powers. There's this guy um, named I-Guy, who's basically Tony Stark, but instead of like a former arms dealer, he's a former pop star. Who's who's using his superhero identity as a form of entertainment, and so it's really it's it's playing with like these archetypes of classic Marvel comics or like Western superhero power sets, but um, playing them around, putting them into like a distinctly Japanese flavor. Um, I really love it. It's really interesting. The art style is really cool. It reminds me of a more anime take on Steve Ditko's art. Um, so it's like thick lines like uh, the color it's like a lot of a lot of like a really similar color palette 
Um, shading, it's it's not as like super detailed as like other anime, like Yosuke Murata's and like One Punch Man, but it's still it gives it like a very moving comic kind of feel. Uh, it's kind of hard to explain. Like I, I like if you, you watch, you get actually you, you'll see what I mean about the color scheme. Um, this is great. A fight scene where I got like the Iron Man um, archetype is fighting, uh, fighting this bat creature, and they're sailing around in the middle of Times Square, um, and all the all the giant screens turn to this like someone hacks into it, and it, it creates this giant space vista. Uh, so it looks a lot like Jack Kirby's art. Like who's very well known for his cosmic uh, storylines and art stuff, uh, and like random automatopoeia starts showing, like 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 the Batman sixty six wham Biff pal. Um, so I really loved it. It's really really cool. And the the most hilarious part is like they they reveal this is not this is not a well I guess it's sort of a spoiler. Uh, if you haven't watched it yet, just just leave, go watch it, come back, and three two one. So like in the first episode like. Not even it's not even like a huge reveal. But I thought it was just really funny. It's like halfway through the episode. Stan Lee is like the leader, like the mastermind of this League of Villains. And mm. it's so awesome. I like Stan Lee. Yes. Um and he uh, Stan Lee, he also does like the voiceover for or the the narration for the title cards and transition. So um I really wanna see more of Stan Lee. Like right now he's not really doing much, uh except talking mysteriously he's pulled he's pulling a gendo ikari he's like 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 holding his fingers together and just like speaking om- ominously uh but i want to see stanley's power set all right that's gonna be so cool so i really enjoying the reflection um and it's only episode three at the moment so you can catch up really easily they're still introducing some new characters um and i think it's just a really fun romp to just to see how Japan like plays around with the idea of Western superheroes. I mean, we've seen this a lot of times already, and I, I, I think I, it never, it never feels cliche or overdone to me at this point. Um, so it's really cool. So Stan Lee's on it, Studio Dean's on it, Ch- uh, China Animation's on it, and it's, it's a really good. They're doing a really good job. So check it out. Cool. Yeah. Sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, and it's really cool. Like I, I was doing some more research about it. Like, I, I haven't realized like how much uh, anime and manga Stanley has involved himself in. You had, um, I mean, Marvel Entertainment did Marvel Marvel Dis Wars Avengers. They did uh, two X Men anime, Woman by Shonen Wolverine. One yeah. with, <laughs> which I, I just, I just, I just crack up every time. Uh, they did Iron Man anime. They did oh, what's it called? I think I, I enjoyed the other X Men anime. Uh, it's uh, it's a really it's a it's post Dark Phoenix saga and it, it revolves a lot around Wolvie because what X Men property nowadays in the modern era doesn't focus on Wolverine and a lot with um, this Japanese mutant named uh, I think Armor was her name and then there's like the Marvel manga verse uh, and specifically this is one that I think you sh- everyone should check out. It's called Hero Man. It's an anime manga series, uh, also created by Stan Lee, produced by Bose Animation. Um, where basically this kid, this uh, American boy named Joey, um, who lives in the West Coast city of Center City, or like it's based on Los Angeles, he really wants this toy called the Haybo, and he believes it makes his life better if he gets one. 
uh, by by just random luck, he find he uh, he he can't afford one, but he finds one abandoned by his bully, and but it's broken. He tries to fix it. A lightning bolt strikes the robot, and it comes alive. And now this this young American kid has a giant robot. That they have to save the world from from evil. So, um, very 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 fun twist on American uh, comics and the 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 giant robot anime genre. He also worked on another manga with the creator of Shaman King. It's called like Ultimo. So Stanley has worked a lot on like anime and manga, which I really, really love. So I want to see. So I think everyone should check it out and just to see that maybe I I don't know maybe maybe you're a big Stanley fan and maybe you didn't know about it or maybe you do and uh, you want other people to know about it too. So check those works out. Yeah, I'm. There's been a lot of like eastern and western sort of mixing in terms of the comic books and manga and stuff and i think that's super interesting and i I always like seeing that stuff like um the artist for one punch man did like a poster for spider-man homecoming and it's like super awesome looking yeah yosuke murata oh so good and there's all those like attack on titan crossover stuff yeah for free comic book day yeah Yeah. so it's it's cool to see and i want to see more of it I just want Yosuke Murata to do like an Avengers anime. That'd be so good. <laughs> Can you imagine like Marvel Disc Wars and Yosuke Murata's art style? That's that would be so dope. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. But yeah, uh, so check out the the, the reflection. Uh, it's available on Crunchyroll. And cool. Yeah. So that's it for the show. Okay, that was Super Nerd Pals episode one hundred and twenty-two. Yeah. All right. Bye. <laughs> Stan, no, you stay strong. (laughs) I'm Stan Gadarski. You can find me on Twitter at Stan Doom. And I'm Chris Sampson. You can find me on Twitter at Kyo Nitro for Hire. K Y O Nitro for Hire. And you can find Super Nerd Pals on Twitter at Super Nerd Pals. You can find us on Tumblr, on Facebook, facebook.com slash group slash Super Nerd Pals. We also have a Facebook page that you can like now. Um, Our Facebook group is for more casual discussion and posting of memes and we do post about the episodes when they go live but the actual super nerd pals page is just for news and posting of new episodes so if you want to like that page you'll get a very clean news feed of all our stuff that we post and yeah yeah and don't forget to like rate share and subscribe tell your friends tell your enemies if you liked what we talked about in this episode or any other episode, uh, leave us a positive review. Give us your thoughts, constructive feedback. We always love to hear you guys. And the more reviews you leave, uh, the better this show can get out to people. And uh, tweet us about anything. You can also email us at pals at supernerdpals.com. And you can find us on our website, supernerdpals.com. Indeed. There's lots of ways. Fro show. We're all over interwebs. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Spotify, Play. May, no, Spotify is weird. I just want to put this out there. I don't like like I, I I don't I feel like there's like a like a like a podcast wall like like super famous pockets again to there. But they, I don't. I, last time I checked, I don't think regular or just any pockets can upload themselves to Spotify. If I'm wrong, please tell me because we want to get on Spotify. Spotify someday, baby. Woo! But yeah. So, thank you so much, Dan. Thank you so much, audience. Pals, we love you. Peace out. Check us out next week, too. We do this every week. (laughs) Thanks for listening.